Hi, guys. No, it says I'm not connected. Hello, my friends. Hello, it's Cooper. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope that you guys are coming off an amazing week uh, and headed into Super Bowl weekend with lots of fun plans uh, with some family and friends and eating all the bad food and all that good stuff. Um, you know, I, I've been having a lot of thoughts this week. Um, a lot of things have surfaced as I've been really tripling down on my personal development um, each day. I would say it's a minimum of triple the amount of time that I'm pouring back into myself in comparison to what I was probably the la every day for, I don't know, five years, at least five years. Um, and you know, some thoughts have surfaced that I thought, man, I wish I knew that back then. I wish I knew that. What the hell did that cost me? over all these years, but um, the reason I wanted to get a little vulnerable, with your permission, I'd like to get a little vulnerable, which I am not often. Anyone that knows me well knows that, you know, if you really think about me, you know, as your friend, um, some of you guys are my clients, some of you guys are, um, you know, rock star, mompreneurs, hustlers out there in the entrepreneurial space, that maybe you've consumed my podcast, maybe you've consumed some of my content, but if you really think about me, me, Jen Cooper as a person, and not that I'm, I'm anything special at all, but there's a lot of things that I neglect to share. And I'll tell you why. It's not because I don't want to show you who I really am. Often it's because in my head, I'm like, what do they care? They want the answers. They want the how to's. They want the step by step. They want the tactical. They want the, you know, the let's get at it. Like they want the, the, the how to's and the how can I win, right? And sometimes I forget that there's power in sharing with you guys kind of how a lot of my, um, the things that I'm most proud of and some of the things, the notable things that I've accomplished, where they stemmed from. And a lot of times it wasn't from somewhere good. I'll tell you that. It didn't start off that way. So if it's okay with you guys, uh, permission to get a little vulnerable with you. Because it's important to me that if anybody else can relate to what I'm about to share, maybe, and this, this might be crazy, but maybe just by hearing this and connecting to where, um, to where I once was, um, and where I can spot very quickly because I was there and lived in that space so long, um, I can spot it a mile away. I can sniff it out like a dog smells fear. I can sense it and I see it often in the online space and also out in the world these days. So with all of that being said, if I've got your permission, if I've got your permission to get a little vulnerable, please drop some hearts in the comments. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Tanya. Um, so my, my podcast, thank you for asking. My podcast is called Crave the Clothes. You can, it's searchable on Apple and on Spotify. Some of y'all might be listening to this right now, uh, via my podcast. And if you guys, all I ask, 
and there's no there's no price for mo vast majority of what I offer. Um, but what I will charge is if you get something out of it, um, I, I would like you to share it. I'd like you to the price. I would say it, please share it with some share it out, share it with your teammates, share it with people that you think can relate to or that might relate to it. Um, hi Tracy, how are ya? Um, so. Again, it's called Crave the Clothes. You guys can drop that in the comments if you want. Um, and that's all I ask is that if you really, if you resonate with anything I share, please pay it forward because somebody may need to hear it and I may not be able to reach them, um, on my own. And that is why I'm grateful for you for helping me share, uh, share whatever you find valuable because somebody else may find it valuable as well. So here's the deal. And for those of you I haven't met yet, my name is Jen Cooper. <laughs> Took a long time to get to that point. Uh, my apologies, but it's so wonderful to spend this time with you. Um, thank you for spending a few minutes with me in the hopes that I might share something to energize you, uh, something to shift your focus, something to mentally um, maybe give you just, just a small course correct that could help you accelerate towards your next win. Because that's truly what I want at the end of every day is to help you towards your next win. So my biggest regret, I'll get right to this. When I think back over many, many years, several, uh, my gosh, several, uh, uh, two decades, minimum, minimum two decades. Um, I have been trying to figure things out. <laughs> Anybody else with me? Guys, let me know. Have you ever found yourself most days like, well, shit, if I can just figure this out, then things might change or I might get on the right track. Or, you know, if I can just figure this out, I just want to get some answers, man. Just some answers. That's all. That's all I want. Anybody, anybody, you know, can anybody relate to that? Most of that time I have spent just trying to figure my ish out. And you know what I learned? Now hindsight truly is 2020. Now when I look back, my biggest mistake, the biggest mistake that I've ever made in my life is this. Thinking that my situation or my circumstances were unique. Thinking that I was special in some way, thinking that where I came from and the ish that I was growing through at the time, I was going through it, but now I realize I was actually growing through it. Hi, Jessica. How are you, dear? Dory Lynn, how are you, babe? I literally look back and I'm like, man, the biggest mistake I ever made in my life was thinking that I was unique, thinking that I was special. Hear me out. Did you ever feel like some of the ish you were managing or maybe the broken family you come from or your inability to like, I don't know, read left to right a comprehensive exam in college that literally everybody else in the entire room, like, like it could be hundreds of people in a college auditorium. And literally, they would be like, literally, everybody's doing the same test, yet you're the one that can't seem to read left to right, and you get all this anxiety, and you're feeling all the, all the ish, and you're like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm at, like, you start to think 
that you're unique. You start to, when you think about the broken family that you might be, you know, you may be a part of, or you may have just come out of, maybe you have a history of narciss welcoming narcissism into your life. Maybe, and you look back and you're like, man, like I really have allowed myself to be mistreated for a long time. What's wrong with me? Don't I have any self-respect? Like literally, I think all of those situations, has anybody ever had a type of situation that you think, man, everybody seems to have it together. Like I look at social media and man, everybody seems to be like accelerating in their business and they're moving mountains and they're succeeding. And I'm like literally just trying to figure shit out. Like I am literally just trying to like gain traction as I'm also, you know, momming a whole litter of kids, trying to be a, a wife, trying to be a good partner, trying to be a friend, trying to be like all the things. And you're like, sometimes you just feel like you are barely, get, like you're gasping for air. Can anybody relate to any of that? Maybe you can't. But if you spend any time in the social media space, I promise you, if you're saying that you can't, then you lying. You straight up lying. So here's the deal. A lot of times when we feel that way, we feel less than, we feel self-doubt, we feel lacking, we lack confidence, we lack belief. Literally, we start to think uh, that we're special, that Nobody else seems to feel this, this, this shit that I'm trying to like trudge through. Like I'm trying to literally gasp for air and everybody's like having a party up top. And here I am down here just trying to like, eh, eh, like I can't breathe. Like literally we start to think that we are unique based off the ish that we are managing or that we are recovering from or that we are 41 years old and still in therapy for or we are you know there's kids like my kids right now i know for a fact i know for a fact that one of my my i have eight-year-old twins a five-year-old little girl and a one-year-old little girl i know it's crazy right like i have a whole damn litter like i gave birth in a box under the stairs. But literally, like I know for a fact that it's hard enough being a twin, that whole comparison thing, but I know for a fact that one of my twins thinks that he's unique. He thinks that he's unique because it's a lot more difficult for him to sit still and get through his assignments in school and his tasks and his chores at home. I know for a fact that he literally is already starting to think that he is somehow unique. And I'm telling you, the biggest mistake I ever made in my life was thinking I was unique, and I'll tell you why. It accelerated so much self-hate that I had in myself. It accelerated and fueled, it was like miracle grow, thinking that I was unique and that I was, I don't want to say suffering in silence, but it kind of felt that way sometimes. Drop some hearts in the comments if you feel what I'm talking about. When I say suffering in silence and you're thinking that you're unique, I remember feeling like 
other people didn't feel the way that I did. So therefore, I hated myself. And what that led to was this whole dot. It was like, like fuel on like gasoline on a teeny tiny freaking flame. And then that led to a whole bunch of like a shit storm of shame that was like spiraling downwards. Like the shame that I felt for who I was, what I looked like, the things that I couldn't figure out, like everybody around me seemed to be figuring out. Therefore, I thought I was special. I thought I was unique and I cannot tell you what, I can't tell you the biggest mistake, how much that was the biggest mistake I ever made in my life. And I'll tell you why. Well, actually three quick things. It caused victimization. I victimized myself and I'm telling you, we living in a world right now where victimhood is almost being rooted for. That's the best way I can put it. It's almost like victimhood, I'm special, I'm unique, and it's almost being rooted for. And the reason that I fear this is because if we fuel victimization at the end of the day, the world does not reward victims. Never has, never will. Survival of the fittest is a very real thing. And I know that I almost didn't make it. Several times. And because I know that to be true about someone who, who victimized themselves, I know what that did to me. I isolated myself. I thought the world was conspiracizing against me. I thought that, oh gosh, can I catch, just catch a break? Like, can't I just, like, can't the dark clouds just part? Like, oh my God, even saying this, ugh sounds so weak coming out of my mouth. And the reason I'm sharing my dark skeletons with you is because if you have been or you are in this predicament where you find yourself being more of a victim, and I can also, I can, I can illustrate a little bit more what you also have when you are victimizing yourself is you get loser mentality. You complain a lot. And when I say you, I don't mean you, friends. I mean, I mean one. One complains a lot. One vents a lot to their friends. One has poor decisions, makes poor decisions about who they allow in their closest proximity to them. The reason that's a big deal is because those that are in our closest proximity, we are the greatest, we are in, uh, most influenced by, most greatly influenced by those in our closest proximity. So it's danger zone, right? Those that we bring in and, and are, that we keep close to us. The loser mentality that I used to have thinking that I deserved things without really working really hard for them. And really deep down, if I asked myself to be honest back then, I don't think that I was working as hard as I could have. I don't think that I was challenging myself as much as I could have. And you want to know why? I was so convinced that I was dumb. I was so convinced that I was incapable 
of doing things and succeeding and winning at things that were challenging. I was so convinced that I was unique and it was the greatest mistake of my life. It cost me, for starters, meaningful relationships. Because I thought I was unique and because I was special, I felt so much shame about who I was, what I looked like, what I knew, what I, what I didn't know. I felt so dumb as a person that I didn't want anyone to see potentially how dumb I was. So I, I kept people at an arm's distance. I kept them just close enough that we could have a conversation and we could say we were friends. But just like many of you watching me or tuning into any of my content, if you really think about, well, how much do I really know about Jen Cooper? You probably didn't know these things about me. And that's why I'm giving them a voice because I know that there's other people that think that they're out, that they're out there right now thinking that their mess somehow disqualifies them from the greatness that they are deserving of in this lifetime. Or I should specify the greatness that they are deserving to pursue in their lifetime. You see, greatness doesn't just appear. We don't, we're not just born great. Nobody skilled, nobody talented, no leaders, no person of influence, nobody that you look up to got there because they were gifted something. Literally, we have greatness within us, but it's up to us to pursue things and people and actions and pursuits that feed that greatness so that the greatness may grow. Does that make sense, friends? And the biggest, the reason it was the biggest mistake I ever made in my life was thinking that I was special is because I was so fearful of anybody seeing how dumb and non-skilled and incapable I really was that I just kept to myself. And you know what that led to? It also led to self-harm. I hurt myself and we'll get that. We'll get that, I'll, I'll chat about that another day. Um, but I hurt myself on some pretty life-threatening levels um, for probably a solid 20 years of my life. 20 years of my life, okay? Because I thought I was unique. I thought I was the only one. I thought that I thought that greatness and success and happiness and joy and fulfillment and money, loving relationships, loving partnerships, I thought that was for everybody else, but not for me because I was incapable. And so I took that pain and that isolation, the victimization, the shame, the loser mentality that I just wrapped my head around that loser mentality for years and years and years and years. And the way that I dealt with that destruction of a mindset, that destruction of all that came with thinking I was special somehow, 
I took that and literally broke down the quality of my life every single day for well over 20 years. Okay. Now I'm, I'm growing somewhere with this friends, by the way, can you drop a hashtag relatable in the comments? If you're, if you're getting anything from what I'm sharing, I'm kind of putting myself out there right now, but I'm doing it with a purpose. I'm doing it with, with intention to serve you and to help you understand that wherever you are right now, your mess is actually qualifying you for where you are about to grow next. We would not be friends. I wouldn't be on social media <laughs> right now. I would not be putting myself out there in such a way. I would not be attracting the, the gosh, the amazing clients and teammates and individuals like all of you that I've, been, I've had the honor of attracting over all this time. This would not be possible had I not experienced my mess first. And I promise you friends, whatever you're growing through right now, I promise you, you gotta get in the mind space of, I will repurpose my mess. Drop that in the comments, please. I will repurpose this mess, okay? Even if you're still in therapy, trying to grow through it, okay? And it happened to you when you are little. It's so funny. Not funny, haha, but funny, interesting that we think, you know, addiction, somehow we're unique. That disordered eating, somehow we're unique. Abusive relationships, somehow we're unique. We got molested or taken advantage of as kids, somehow we're unique. You know, we had, you know, we, we were abused throughout our life, somehow we're unique. Literally, it's not true. We're not special. Because I'm willing to bet everything I just shared, either you or someone you know and love experienced those things. Yet is still, the problem is, is that there's no, there's no shame. There's no shame in overcoming victimhood. There is shame in making the decision to roll around in the shit. And that's what I chose to do. For over 20 years of my life, I rolled around in it and I realized, and I didn't think I had any control. I felt I was powerless. I felt like, what's the point? Who cares? Nobody cares if I'm here or not. I literally thought those things. So it continued to feed the isolation, to feed the victimization, to feed this, this, and some of you that are faithful may believe that it's the devil that comes in to let you, to put you in your place, right? It's the devil that's coming in and says, hey, fall back in line, Kelly. Fall back in line because nobody, nobody's experiencing what you have. You are just broken. You are just broken. Keep it to yourself, right? Hi, Kelly. I just saw your name on here, so I used your name as an example. Um, but that's right. We literally can feed our victimization and that is what I did by thinking that I was unique and that I was special. And it, it led to so much loss. So much, let me tell you what I lost. I lost so many wins. The fact that I, I would now consider myself um, someone that's overcome quite a bit and I'm proud of it because I can tell you making the decision where I planted my flag and I and I drew my line and I said no more 
No more getting and taken advantage of by men. No more will I harm my body to deal with coping when I don't know how to otherwise. No more will I blame others for what is happening or not happening to me. No more will I speak death over myself. I'm done. <laughs> Drop a hashtag, I'm done in the comments if you know what I'm talking about or maybe you've been there yourself. Because I know the moment that I did it. I know where I was. I was face first down on the pavement outside my, 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 in the future, my future husband uh, in front of his apartment building face first. The rain was, it was like a mist outside. It was cold and I was snot bubbling tears face first down in the pavement for a long, I don't even know how long I was there, but I know that the day got darker. I was there a long time. I remember the moment that I said no more. I remember the moment I said, I choose life as hard as it's going to be. I choose overcoming being a victim. Dude, there is nothing noble about being a victim and choosing to be there, friends. There is nothing noble about that. And now I fear that we are in a world and at a time that we are condoning victimization. We are literally dumping gasoline on a flame and the world will never reward victims. It never will. Again, survival of the fittest. Who do you think's going to win out there? A gazelle or a lion? All right, maybe not the gazelles, you know, could be fast. I don't know. It depends on how hungry the lion is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Who's really going to win out there? The people that are developing resilience, the people that are learning to live, learning to overcome, learning to celebrate themselves, independent of what anyone or anything does around them. Who do you think is going to win? My goal is to help you embrace your mess. Wherever you came from, whatever you're sitting in, I want to encourage you. And let me tell you something on that, that moment, face down in the cold pavement in the snot bubble tears, knowing what was coming next. It was do or die. I was, I was, if I was 99% in, I was 100% out. Nothing was going to change unless I was 150% in. You see, friends, we can't be 99% in. If we 99% in, that means that we're relying on a, a safety net. We're relying on the out. You're relying on it, you know, being really hard so that you might be able to say, I'll try instead of I will. Or as Eric Thomas says, I must, I will, I must, I can, I will, I must drop that in the comments. I can, I will, I must right? You know when you're there. When I was that moment and face down in the pavement, that's when I knew the biggest mistake I had ever made almost cost me my life many times over up to that point. No more. I was done. And here's the deal. I started, I started living again in a way that I did not have self-harm, toxicity, the choices that I made and that I said no more. Guess what? That's actually all I knew. It's the only way I knew how to live. So get this. I only knew how to live that way. 
I didn't know how to live any other way. Do you know how hard it was to basically go back to like third grade and learn, you know, social skills and coping mechanisms and communication? I literally couldn't communicate for shit with people because I didn't do it. I literally was so full of self-loathing and hiding and shame that I literally didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to be social. I didn't know how to share feelings. I didn't know how to be vulnerable. I didn't know how to share something without the crippling fear that, that I would be alone again if I shared the truth. I cannot tell you how hard that was. I took many steps back after ripping off that Band-Aid, many steps back before I could start forward, not knowing at that time that the joy and fulfillment I would experience in my lifetime, and by the way, also my purpose, would lead me to this opportunity to spend some time with you and to pour into you and share with you my mistakes in hopes that if you know someone, that you may help them as well. Or maybe plug them into me. My friends, I told you, the only pri most of what I offer is, is free of charge. But the, charge, the price I will charge for this is if you, think it's, if you think it's relatable, if you think it's helpful, please share it with someone that needs to know that I may not be able to reach otherwise. Okay? Because this is important. This is important that we help the others out there, even if it's not you. It's important that we help the others. It's important that we start learning and embracing our own mess and learning to repurpose that mess in the hopes of helping other people walk through their fire that we once walked through as well. You see, I think it's Andy Frisella that, that described us as a bunch of genius, brilliant teachers walking around this earth all believing that we don't have anything special to say. So we keep it to ourselves. And I believe that that is a disservice. I believe, Ed Milet shares, that we are perfectly positioned to help the people that we once were. I'm no better than you, friends. I'm no better than anyone. But I know that there's people that are walking through the fire that I'm now revealing to you, I know that there's people walking through their fire. I know there's people thinking that they are somehow special. And I'm telling you, it's victimizing them. It's costing them their wins. Oh, and by the way, it's costing them a lot of money in their bank account. It usually coincides that when we think our, we are unique to our circumstances, which P.S. we're not, that's the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life was believing that I was unique. My situational circumstances were unique. That was a mistake. And you know what it also caused? Scarce-minded mentality. When you've got scarcity in your mind, abundance can never find their, its way to you. 
both with joy, with, with uh, fulfillment, with money. If you sitting on a broke bank account right now, you live in paycheck to paycheck, you're wondering where your next food is going to be, how you're going to pay your, your daughter's gymnastics bills, how am I going to put gas in the car to go to this thing, how am I going to buy the birthday present for this kid of the best friend of my kid whose party is this weekend. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, I promise you, these things go inside. Scarce-minded thinking is directly correlated with the lack of dollars in our bank account. And there's no surprise that I spent most of those year, those two decades or more living in that shithole there, uh, of my mind and in my, my environment that I positioned. No one else. I made those choices. I allowed it to be that way. I can say that now. But literally, it was the brokest I had ever been. I always was wondering how I was going to pay rent, yet I was working tirelessly working three jobs. Isn't that nuts? There's a correlation, friends. And by the way, as I'm wrapping this up, I share this because I want you to know, I want you to know that there's so much nobility in overcoming your mess and there's even there's even champion level nobility and status by taking that mess and repurposing it to help other people get through their mess as well. You are qualified. What do they say that God doesn't call the qualified? He qualifies the called. Drop that in the comments. God doesn't call the, on the qualified. He qualifies the called. I believe that Les Brown said that. Somebody that was labeled mentally retarded, held back in school, didn't graduate college, didn't have an education. Literally the greatest speaker ever known on planet Earth was a man that used his mess to re and repurposed it in the service of others. Gosh, it gives me goosebumps even thinking about. Can you imagine how... <laughs> You guys, can we just be real? We're all so messed up. Drop that in the comments. And if you're if you're listening to this on a podcast, just know that I feel you. Get in my inbox. I'd love to connect and learn more about you. But literally, we're so messed up. Drop that in the comments. We are so messed up. It's almost hilarious. Every one of us is so messed up. And I want us all to embrace the idea that whatever you are so crazy and so messed up, and that's exactly what's going to inspire and empower those that are following in your footsteps, wherever you are in your journey, I promise you that there are people that are as messed up as you are, but maybe just a fraction less, and you have the opportunity to pay forward your crazy and your mess and help them get one step ahead of where they are right now. You are qualified. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to appoint you. That's something that's our duty. It's our responsibility. Um, I believe as people now more than ever, shit, that's why I created the Run With Champions because I know there's got to be people showing up in their mess, in the crazy, in the hard times when they think that they're too far gone. We got to get it together. 
We got to show up for those people that are just be, that are just a day behind us, right? In any event, I digress, my friends. I hope this was valuable for you, and I hope this shared a bit of my, me sharing a bit of my heart with you. I hope it helps you understand that it's okay to be a brutally broken mess because I oh what is that ah what is that Japanese art where they actually mend together they glue together broken pieces um, with actual gold they 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 melt gold and they put the pieces of something broken back together because they believe that there is beauty in the broken there drop that in the comments there is beauty in the broken there is nobility in overcoming. There is no nobility in choosing to be a victim. And if I, I don't want to say, I wouldn't turn back time. I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't be here with all of you and have the immense gratitude and appreciation to connect with such incredible people. Um, I wouldn't have that opportunity had I not grown through all of that right? This is my attempt in paying forward my mess and also giving you a little peek on the inside. You know, I always feel like I don't want to waste your time. I, I want it to help you. I want it to serve you. I want it to energize you and move you. Yes, Kinsungi. That's right, Epi. Thank you. You know exactly what I'm talking about piecing back together. Picture all of your scars, all of your wounds, all of the damage throughout your life. Picture them like almost like the scars are all have gold woven throughout them. It's beautiful. It makes you who you are. You are qual you are perfectly qualified to start helping people right now. And in fact, it's not something that you should think about start doing. You should consider it your wholehearted duty and obligation. Dory Lynn, you are one of those people that I already know, know this and embody this. I know you do. Oh, my friends, I, I don't want to keep rambling, but I thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share with you. And I hope that it inspires you. And again, the only thing I charge is that it, I invite you to share this that's the prize. Share this with people if you found something valuable in it. And if you didn't, don't. That's okay. I'll get better. I will continue to get better. Um, thank you all so much. And uh, I can't wait to connect with more of you soon. Mwah. Take care.